set like it's your goddamn playground. <laughs> I like producer Walt. Yeah. All right, we're, we, we got you. We got you lots of love, Walt. <laughs> we gave Walt his love, and I think we're ready to go. You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. We we were just getting excited talking about what we're going to talk about. I think we're going to have yeah. a pretty cool episode here. For sure, for sure. I got I got plenty. You got notes. Plenty. I got knowledge. Uh, I, I have an outline, essentially, no real notes. Um, but I guess welcome to Ohio WrestleCast number twenty-five. Uh, I am Mark Thomas. I am Jared Wilbur Whitlock. The internet knows me. They do. Uh, uh, <laughs> and we, uh, you know, this probably won't be as long as our last episode. Usually, when we do these back to back, we kind of wrap it up a little quicker. But I am really excited about this. No, this is this this will be an interesting one, I'm sure. So uh, the fellas over there at Vice, Vice TV, which I'm able to watch this on Hulu. I, I think most people, I think it's probably available on Hulu, um, created a series called The Dark Side of the Ring. And that premiered two years ago. Um, the first season, as and we were talking about, you know, and it's, it's a very well shot doc- docuseries. It's oh, incredibly well produced. Um, and we'll get into specifics where they... They'll tell the stories of some of your more infamous stories in wrestling. Some you probably know about. Some, you know, are definitely new to us. And they present in a really well done way. They get people who were there. Anybody can comment on it. And then if they talk about certain wrestlers, they'll interview members of his family. The families have been very willing and giving with their interviews and and inside sources. Um, But it premiered two years ago. Did you watch it from the get go or have you kind of caught up? I, I I don't know exactly when it started or how soon I saw the, my first episode of it, but somebody told me about it, and then like they they would put full episodes on YouTube. Okay. And uh, one of them I can't remember what the first one I saw was popped up, and I watched. It. No, first one I saw was uh, Mach- the Macho Man and, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth yeah. story. It might have been the first episode. I think it might be. I know it's definitely the first season, and it's yeah. one of the first couple. Uh, that's the first one I saw, and I saw it on youtube okay full episode that they put on there uh forget what and oh and so i don't quite know if that was right when it started or if i jumped on later but okay. it was within the first season okay and you yeah and you being a guy who really appreciates you know productions and the value and so you that probably what captivates is like anybody can put up a video talking about the macho man and liz everybody knows a lot of the stories yeah but you're like you look at it you're like well this is this is well done this yeah. is different. Yeah. Oh, Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's, it's, so that probably grabbed you. Oh, for sure. The production value on it is top notch. I will say the one thing that is a constant with them, and uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess it's cool that they do something to fill the space of the visuals, but they always have the, the recreations. Those are cool, and they're always like really, like like almost like silhouettes. So yeah, they never have like a close up to look just like yeah. It would be like, oh, this guy doesn't look like you him. Imagine but imagine if they turn the lights on, it looks like complete like B movie garbage. Yeah, they make but it like, a hazy sort of you know. But the silhouette's perfect. So you know? not even as cheesy as like the unsolved mysteries, like you know reenactments or anything like that. It's yeah. it's meant to just kind of give you a visual image of what of the person's talking Usually about at it's the time. In, in slow mo. It's very. Sometimes I like big. it. Sometimes I don't. I'm not a huge fan of it. But you you can tell that like they exaggerate like hair and body size and movement and stuff because of the silhouette. So you can tell who's who in the silhouette and shit. So right. you can tell it's very campy. Yeah. But like 
it fits. It does fit. It fills the space of them instead of just watching that person talk. Well, yeah, and just the style of it. Right. It just fits right in. It's it can't be as as it is. It looks really good. Yeah. So we talked about the first season. They had Macho Man and Liz, and again, you know, a lot of people know some of the stories, the from bits and pieces. And I know that the Montreal screw job early you know in season one and and for me i'm like i i've heard enough about that where i'm like this doesn't really interest me the one that got me on season one was the bruiser brody episode bruiser brody was a great episode and as i think he died in 88 he was murdered in 88 if i'm not mistaken so again i'm four you're just barely born so it's not like we remember that growing up. We, you, know, you probably heard about it through along the way. You get into the internet era of wrestling, and people talk about Bruiser Brody. You know, Mick Foley like had Brody as an influence. Like a lot, a lot of guys did. But you know, Undertaker's first match was against like first real legit match was, was against Bruiser Brody. So just listen, kid. Yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, there's there's a lot of. You you knew about him, and then eventually you probably you probably knew that Bruiser Brody was murdered. In a locker room before you saw that episode, right? I knew he was murdered. I didn't know how. Yeah, so you didn't know the details of it and getting into it and talking with Tony Atlas, who you yeah. know basically Ooh. carried him there and yeah, gave him the picture of his child. Like that was you talk to Tony Atlas about being there firsthand and realizing your friend is getting murdered. That I mean, that hits you, and that that's where you're like, okay, this is something different. This is very well produced. They're talking, they're talking to his wife, to Brody's wife. Yeah. So you get the not only the, the the um what the what is the word I'm looking for? I can't believe I'm lost for words. The perspective okay. of the wrestlers that were there, but you also get the perspective of his family, and and then other historians talking about who Brody was and what he meant to wrestling, and and in that one, I go, okay, this is cool. Yeah. That that's also cool because it was it was pre WWF owning wrestling era. It, yeah, it was territory era period. So like it wasn't it was untainted by Vince. You know it's, what I mean? Or and even if you only learned a little nugget of about that aspect of wrestling, you're learning something. Yeah. And a lot um, of people don't know about that stuff. Are my are my buddy and friend of the show James Mounts? Only friend of the show, not a friend in real life. He's a he's an asshole. <laughs> no. Love Mouse. He's a huge, yeah, huge Bruiser Brody fan. Huge Bruiser Brody fan. And of course, me being a real life heel sometimes, we'll talk about how he sucked and he was, you know, just he's just a world class wrestling uh, version of the Ultimate Warrior, all entrance and didn't sell for anybody. He, and just legit, he went out there and beat people up. Like is, he was stiff as hell. And James will tell you, like, as a kid, like, no, I'd be, I'd be terrified. Here's this guy, man, yeah, man, running around. The cha- yeah, you know, swinging a chain around. He looks like a he ginormous. Real life terrifying. And so it's cool when you, you know, like, I didn't, I didn't know how over he was. I didn't know. And then that the, he would be very cautious of losing, uh, you know, losing it all because his bookings in Japan were so good, like, that it didn't like because they covered it in their newspapers and magazines as real sport more than yeah. not. Yeah, so if, even if Bruiser Brody loses to Mark Thomas in Dallas, Texas, no, nobody in Japan's gonna see it, but it would get covered in the magazines, yes. And so, be when he went back over there, his, his star had faded, they had to because they would always take pictures too, so there could be pictures of him being pinned because it. Ruin yeah. his money, and that. But so that's him as a career. It's not just what am I doing for the WWF today. That yeah. was his career. So I'm gonna go here and do this with this guy, and then I'll go here and do this with that guy, and then I'll go to Japan. And he was controlling yeah. his own 
narrative and business. And eventually made his way down to Mexico where he met his end. Puerto Rico. Yep. It's Puerto Rico. It wasn't Mexico. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It was I'm, I'm apparently I'm racist. <laughs> but uh yeah, No, it was no, Puerto no. it was Puerto Rico and there was a territory that most of the boys liked wrestling in because they got good paydays and you could hang out on the beach and they like being there. And uh, you know, again, w- watch all these episodes if if you are interested in what we're talking about and you haven't seen it. Um, you know, that's definitely one I would. We're gonna we're gonna say some of the ones that we liked and ones that we don't. This is one that was really good. Yeah. But uh, nobody knows exactly what happened, and then by and they, it wasn't going to be a hit piece on Brody, but by almost all accounts, he was kind of a bully and kind of an asshole. Yeah. So there was a shower meeting between the Booker, whose name was uh. The invader won and Brody and you know the invaders going to claim it was self-defense and but by all accounts it wasn't he pulled a knife and stabbed him in the shower and left him to die and it's and he got away with it too Good. I mean he's in the shower he's he's naked essentially uh and the other guy has a knife I I don't know how it can't be self-defense yeah for Brody, right? Not for the other, right? Guy. It wasn't self defense for no. The guy, even if it's an argument, and the you know, phys- right. it gets physical. Or, it's, uh, yeah, I guess I should have said I don't know how it could have been self defense, right? For, for the dude, right? But in Puerto Rico, with the uh, very loose and crooked government they had down there, and yeah, so he basically got away with murder. It's a, for sure. it's it's a hell of a story, even if you don't like pro wrestling. If you tell somebody that, like, this is these characters, this is how this happened and this is how it was resolved. You're like, fuck, that's a story. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you couldn't write that. No, no, not at all. Do you have any of the the earlier episodes that were so we, we'll get to, the, you know, this season because it's more fresh in our brain, but think if I still do it. I have it pulled up here, so we have a reference point for episodes and shit. Okay. So, we'll go to season one so we can oh. Well, yeah. So yeah, it was Macho Liz, Macho Scrooge. Job is the second. The killing of Bridget Brody was three. And the Von Erichs is a. I watched the whole uh, world class um, DVD, the Triumph and Tragedy of World Class Championship Wrestling, WF WWE made. Yeah. So I was pretty familiar with the Von Erichs stories, but I watched it. Um, I I wasn't like uh, that was a time period uh, that was very unknown to me. So I actually that was actually probably one of my top five. Okay. Von Erich was, and it was really emotional and sad. They were, they were like the Kennedys of wrestling. Oh God, yeah, yeah, they like, were. It's, it's they insane. were. They were untouchable in Dallas. And like you just felt for that last brother. I can't remember his name. Kevin. Kevin Kevin's last remaining. Dude, one, yeah. you felt for him so hard. And like when they showed um, him like going back to the ring for the first time with the sons or yeah. whatever, and them winning the match, and them just like he was so like happy. Yeah, they were just hugging each other. Like I, I was almost, I almost wanted to cry watching. Which that. again, this when they say. This is what's great about the show. When they say Dark Side of the Ring, now there's some stories where you can't put a positive spin on it. No. Bruiser Brody, you can't really put a positive spin on that. Like, yeah. the, But that the Von Erickson and all the tragedies that occurred to them, they still make it kind of about Kevin's story, you mm-hmm. know, ultimately. And where, hey, he's had all this stuff happen to him, but he's still there for his boys, you know. And yeah. it's it, it they try their best to put a positive spin on things when they can. And when we get I want to see these other two. When we get to Benoit, that's going to be the, one of the main ones to talk about. But uh, yeah, just so we know, the Gino Hernandez was, was interesting. Uh, uh, that's that's one of the few that I I didn't rewatch. Okay, because like it was interesting, but like it didn't catch me as much. Well, it did a good job of talking about a guy again that was before our time, and he died yeah. before our time. But uh, James as well, who's a little bit older and grew up on Texas wrestling, 
Yeah, Gina Hernandez was a huge star and was just, and if you watch that episode, you're like, this guy was a good fucking heel, you know, yeah, he could know. get his heat. And then he did, they had a very uh, mysterious circumstances around his death. Um, I, no, no, it was, don't get me wrong. I liked the episode, but to me it was, it was less, it felt more almost like a, a crime documentary about like the mafia or something. Because yeah, you didn't, you didn't have the personal connection like to him as a wrestler. That too. You're, you're hearing the story for the first time. You go, oh yeah, he was, look like he was a good wrestler, but you didn't know him. You didn't have any, yeah. you know, bond with him watching him on TV as a kid or anything. No, for sure. And I'm about to contradict myself too, because I didn't know. I didn't really give two shits about Mula, and this is the one I brought up to you earlier that I was like, I, I was just like, man, like, I'll, I'll watch it because it's the last one. Right. And I like the whole thing and everything, but like, I really, I think I waited a few days to watch it because I just didn't. I was you, you weren't right, weren't excited. For I watched it. it, and then it ended up being one of my favorite episodes of the first season, and probably one of my favorite episodes of the. It's whole such season. a she's such a controversial character because there's. That's been sort of spoken about that she basically extorted her girls was yeah. the end of it. And then fucked over Wendy Richter. And yeah. And a lot of them. Yeah. And some of them to this day are still defending her and respect her and shit. That's the thing. Others that will defend her even like within like the WWE, like <laughs> on Bruce Pritchard's podcast, it's like what happened behind closed doors, he can't speak to. He wasn't there. But mm-hmm. as far as you know, these girls would say, oh, well, Moolah would make us wrestle, but then took all of our money. And they said, those are contracts those girls signed. You know, yeah. they said that, yeah, Moolah kind of ran women's wrestling. And she's going to be the one who will get you the work. And yeah, you're going to have to pay her. No, that doesn't sound fair. But if you agreed to it, you agreed to it. No, no, that's just, that's just bad negotiations for sure. But, uh, it's, it's it doesn't make him any less you know fucked up though. No. It's a it's kind of a dirty you know a dirty side to it that I don't Especially, think a lot of people knew until way later in her life like that really got out where some of those girls were start talking. Oh, yeah, most some of those girls on there are not happy with her still. So I didn't know anything about Mula's you know controversial past at all until the the women's battle royal. Yeah, that and that they canceled. They tried to name it like the, they didn't the cancel. They still did it, but they, but, changed, well, the name. they changed the name. Right? They took Mula's name off of it. But uh, yeah, I had no idea. You know what I mean? She was like so controversial. Well, so and I do think you know and then this came out like a year or two later with the Me Too movement and everything like that, where it, it's bringing more of a light to how some of that shit can really fuck you up, you know, where it's not just, we don't even, you know, five years ago, we looked at it. We're like, well, no, that wasn't right. But that's just kind of how things were. And and you kind of turn a blind eye. Like we say, Oh, she's a great wrestler. And so now it's like, no, we shouldn't talk about her. Like, you know, to name a battle Royal after her. And it's WWE protecting their own asses. Again, how much is or isn't true. We'll probably never know. But the story that nobody knew is available on season one. So. No, yeah, absolutely. And I, since you brought it up, that that's something I really, really appreciate about the show is that it's not affiliated with WWE whatsoever. So no. you're getting real shit here. You're getting the story from people that aren't going to hold back. Some of it might be you know, pretty opinionated and not so factual, but that's just, you're getting the way they truly feel about it. Yeah. Their side of the story, as opposed to WWE probably would have cut it, chopped it, washed it. WWE washed it. You know what I mean? WWE can control their own history because they, they own it all. They won. But now this not 
being controlled by WWE really works in his favor. Now, what's interesting is like Bruce Pritchard was on the first season. He's not on now because he's hired by the company again. Now, and I don't, most guys don't go out of their way to slam Vince in the WWE with the exception of the Owen Hart episode. Um, you know, but it's, it's definitely never portraying WWF, WWE in a positive light either. Mm. You can kind of feel like it's, uh, which, hey, Vince McMahon is behind a lot of those dark side stories, you know, like we'll see in the Jimmy Snuka episode and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that I, I I hope it doesn't lean too heavy into, well, Vince and the WWF are monsters because I don't really want to hear that story. I, I want to hear these individual ones. But you're right. It's not it's not WWE would never do anything about Jimmy Snuka like they did. Because no, that's not the story of the guy they want to tell. No, they wouldn't have done the way they did the Montreal screw job. The way they did, they wouldn't have. And they and they can't they just can't talk about Benoit, which is smart business no. on their part. There's no reason for them to promote. That would have never been. This guy was here. I understand that, but um, actually, I think the only one they would have done something on in the first season was maybe the Von Erichs. Yeah, they've they've done their own piece of the but even and they, they might have went. They didn't know just because. Right. Just because it wasn't they weren't involved, but I don't think. They were really involved at all, even no. so they would have no part in that. No, uh, let's hit season two. We'll, let's talk about yeah. what we're gonna see because we'll we'll knock the first one out because it's gonna be the heaviest and uh, yeah, and and probably the one we talk about the longest. Uh, that Benoit episode was a tough watch, man. Yeah, part one and a part two, tough in a good way, but it was uh, it's a tough watch. Yeah, it was. It deserved a part one and part two. It, they they did it well. They did a good job of staying right down the middle when it came to not overpraising him. Or they talked about him being an amazing wrestler because he was an amazing wrestler. No, they, and... That's what I'm saying. They they kind of they didn't just smear him, and they didn't want to make it seem like you know the beginning of his relationship with Nancy. Like they didn't play it out like he was always an abusive. No, asshole, you know, drug-induced asshole. They focused a ton on Eddie. They threw Chris Nowinski in there, too. To talk about the brain. But they focused a lot on Eddie Guerrero. You have the story of Vicky saying... Eddie himself deserves his own episode. Eddie deserves his own, but I don't think he want to portray it as dark. Even though... And the the WWE did do pretty good documentaries on him. And he talked about his own drug addictions. And and he wasn't on drugs when he died. It was was, so... yeah, it was it was cumulative of some of the stuff he'd done prior. Yeah, but it wasn't like he had a real dark ending. No, Um, but they they said that story where he was uh, just crying in their bed and hugging Eddie's pillow and like you you know we only seen Chris Benoit on TV in the time between late '05 and early '07 when Eddie and Chris died. Yeah, so we only seen Chris Benoit on TV being Chris Benoit. German suplexing and diving headbutting and like, yeah. and so nobody knows if if you see somebody as a TV character, you don't know how they are or aren't grieving. You have no idea. Yeah. And it seemed like he never stopped. Uh, you know, why, Eddie, according to the S, yeah, according yeah. to the episode, he never stopped. He was he, never better. He was he crying was, all throughout that he memorial was, episode. Never over it. Yeah. He. Yeah, Eddie is what. With the fuse, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just burning until that point. And, uh, you know, we don't, we always don't need to break down the whole episode. And, of course, everybody knows the tragedy. And yeah. if and if you don't, it's that they do a good job of, man, it was a tough watch when they showed the police um, photos of the house and, like, the kids' room. and. Yeah, I'm glad know. they didn't show 
They didn't show bodies, but they showed the, the bedroom and everything. And man, it it's terrible, terrible tragedy. But it even got more real by seeing that, which was uh, the reenactments too. Like the when you saw, I think I'm pretty sure they did a reenactment of this, but the cop entering in and she wasn't sure if Benoit was alive or dead because he was hung yeah. by his weight thing and he was up in the air. And she, I so, know, yeah, I think it was a girl. She pulled out her gun and was right. like, like uh, freeze, police, or whatever, and they didn't move, and like, the dude's like, he's dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like that, that, that reenactment. Was, he felt it. You saw him in like the distance. Yeah. And it was. Yeah, again, they do that kind intense. of grainy footage to um, it was, but even with that, the you could just talk about the terrible, and you have a, I mean, not an easy, but you have an episode, of, two episodes of TV. It's not really that hard to do. They focus so much on his oldest son, David Benoit, and you know the fact that his perspective from it. You know, that Nancy wasn't his mother, but treated her as, as, as such, and you know his brother and his dad all gone on the same day. And then Nancy's sister was featured heavily to the point where they, and they both met it, you know, met up to go to a wrestling show later. Via Jericho. Via Jericho. Um, So they really, you got two episodes of it. Everybody knows what happened. um, But the build up, the the episode, the first one is basically the build up to it. And the second is, is the incident and kind of the first one's kind of the aftermath. I like the story of him and Eddie. Like right, is the tragedy, tragedy, and and then the aftermath, which some you know shows his other son doing his best to persevere, like, and it makes you get some smidgen of feeling good out of it, you know, that the, this other kid who's could have, uh, I mean, who knows it, where his life would have taken him. It didn't, destroy and you him. and you couldn't blame him, yeah. and he's doing okay for sure. He looks just fucking like him. Too. It's yeah, he's he does. Like if he bulked up, he'd look he like he that. really does. Speaking uh, of, uh, we'll probably get on that, but Brian Pillman Jr. looks just like his fucking dad. Well, you know, it's just, we've been doing them chronologically, but I will say, I guess we can just tie in the Pillman story now because I think they did that in a similar light. Um, yeah, they did it. It was all, all talk, 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 talked about his career coming up, talked about how things kind of went bad and why they went bad. Um, but at the end of it, it made his son really the biggest baby face out of the whole thing because, I don't you think- know. I, I think he is where he is right now in AEW. He just got signed up to like a full time deal, yeah. or whatever. I think a couple like a month or so ago. I think that is what did it. I mean, that was like genuinely likable kid, and that again with his life and way it went, he it's a lot of perseverance for him to be where he is, and Absolutely. it makes you just cheer for the human. And and from what I saw, he's a genuinely good wrestler. He's and he's getting better. He's still really young, so you know. <laughs> And so I just want to tie it in because I thought they would did those in a similar way where, yeah, these are tragedies and the Benoit one's a way bigger tragedy than just just Brian. But here's some glimmer of light. Yeah, this is going to make you feel kind of icky inside. But here's some glimmer of light through it to, you know, the kid, the kids are doing okay. Like, yeah, yeah. And so showing them as, you know, great characters, man, because you. You're really happy that they ended up okay. They didn't have to be. And it also it also helps, especially in the Benoit sense of the word. They probably people aren't probably conflicted about how to feel about Brian Pillman. But I'm sure there are some people who are conflicted on how to feel about Chris Benoit. Yeah. And them leaving 
you know, David Benoit, or no, David's the one that died. No, Daniel died and Daniel, David, and David, David leaving David along, or in this part, you still have like a piece of, you know, your favorite wrestler, if he was, you know what I mean? Out there to follow and to still enjoy him for and through, you know yeah. what I mean? He, yep. He's kind of a, a reason to still keep him in the ether. Yep. I agree with you. And I think it's a, it's a really well done production on their part. For sure. New Jack. New, this. New Jack is New Jack's. This is one I was definitely like, well, yep, you can't wait to watch this one. <laughs> I mean, is it going to, is it, it's going to sound bad. And if, you know, anybody who knows, our, and see, this one wasn't like my favorite episode because I already knew most of this stuff, but. Yeah, yeah. But here it's gonna make us sound bad is here all the stuff that New Jack did and how he was, which he tried he passed this year as well. Um Yeah. And then and then we go, New Jack was fucking awesome. Like (laughs) Yeah. There were there were times where I was like, Man, fuck New Jack. But like I mean he he's a legend. He's absolutely I think so. And uh I was on a few shows with him. He was never anything but fucking cool and happy. Nothing but nice things about him if really. you fuck but with him if him. you fuck with him he's I mean, uh, goes from zero to 60 like that i like, can't defend stabbing a dude like no nine times no that now. guy was acting like an asshole in the ring so if you throw some stiff ones in, you know okay yeah, yeah, but, but he had a blade in his him. pocket and stabbed him right in the ring yeah you, you can give him some receipts but you don't he hit gypsy joe in the head with a metal baseball bat just walloped him the, the old guy? The old guy, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, he, he did way more than that, but like... And the mass transit with the blood? The I, kid, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, he didn't kid, know he was a kid, was and that kid sound was an asshole. He's partly responsible. He's very much responsible. He lied. He's kind of a prick. Yeah. And I don't think New Jack knew that he was a kid kid. I think he was thought he was in the 18th of age to wrestle. Yeah. So, I don't know, as a little that old school me in the business, be like, yeah, that's kind of what happens, man. No, no, sure. um, but New Jack was... <laughs> Doing a lot of cocaine. I told Jeff, I was like, you got to watch it because he starts every story. So there I was, high on cocaine. <laughs> yep. um, Jack Jack was awesome. And it did cover, which I something I knew, that his Smoky Mountain stuff and his promos, he was fucking good. And you couldn't do a promo like that no, now. He was. But he was great at his promos, no, man. See, that's that's the most – because, I mean, I've seen the videos of him fucking up old dudes and little kids, kids young kids and yeah. whatnot. And – but uh, this one was super interesting to me because I didn't know a lot about him. This made me like I was when I said there were times when I said fuck well, dude because he wasn't ever the guy having the best match on the show or anything like that. That wasn't what he was there for. But, but. this this made me, you know, more in, endearing to him or whatever. <laughs> he seemed, he's and he I'm telling you the way he was portrayed on there is the way he was. He's a likable guy. He's yeah. a guy she's feel like you want to have a conversation with for sure. Just don't piss him off. Don't piss him off. Yeah. Matt, brawl for all. Remember that. 98 i do i I remember a lot more of it than i thought i did when i watched this episode uh all right the thing that stuck out most to me like before i watched this that i always remembered was butterbean yeah yeah, knocking up yeah and i think that is what makes it such a big mistake altogether is that even though the concept isn't great to have shoot fighting and wrestling on a professional wrestling program it's not great but the ultimate thing that Blue is that Bart Gunn, whose picture here, won the whole thing. Yeah. Was legitimately knocking out bad dudes. Who, who nobody thought would. Everybody thought... Uh, uh, Steve Dr. Death Williams yes. was geared for him. So you say, hey, out of all that, maybe just maybe we can make Bart Gunn, who was, you know, he was with the smoking guns. And he well, they weren't doing much with him. But yeah. he was big, good-looking dude. And now, like, 
you just showed he is a legitimate badass. He can knock these people out. Yeah, he, he put himself over just now. You could run with that, but no, they had him fight Butterbean for real. Of course, get knocked out in yeah. the minute and go. So the guy who's tougher than everybody of all the tough guys got knocked out by a guy that Vince McMahon would never hire. Yeah. Even though Butterbean is a legitimate bad motherfucker, no, he would never hire him. So all of it was for nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, they completely ruined it. And guys got legitimately hurt a lot because they're beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Didn't somebody get like very concussed and it almost pretty much ruined that. Well, Dr. Death had his career ruined. He tore his groin and then Bart knocked him out. But other guys got hurt in it as well. And it, you know. JPL got knocked out. Yeah. There's a rumor that it was created just so Vince Russo could have JPL get knocked out. I believe that. I believe it's, I believe it's probably 75%. I'm not not a Vince Russo fan. No. I mean, he, he had his moments, I'm sure, but like. He's just an arrogant. Well, some of the talking heads that they had on there with Russo, like saying something, Cornette, like saying something back because he hates Dude, it. Dude, uh, yeah. Cornette's one of my, every time I see Cornette in an episode, yeah. I'm like, sweet. I wouldn't say by any means it's like the darkest or the best story, but for pure entertainment, that one's up there. No, it's a good sure. watch. Want to scroll down a little? Yeah. Uh, we got, yeah. Jimmy Snooker and the Death of Nancy Argentina. That was always one that you heard of a little bit, like. Yeah, I never, I never really knew how how much was true, or you know what I mean, like what the real story. What was. the real story was, and then all that is now is nineteen eighty. I think it was what three. Just how they handled shit, because there's there's no way he would have gotten away with that today. No, and now now the only reason he did is because he's basically seen now. He's not all there, and he's so old now. Well, he he passed. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I but, forgot he did. Yeah, that. he died. But right, what, they, they, they were charging him again, like they convicted what, five him years ago. Yeah, they convicted him right before he and passed. And they basically just released him because he was going to die. He was going to die, and he, he his cognitive. It was it's so him. wild though, where you see she didn't fall down and hit her head. It didn't happen. He no. probably beat the snot out of her and and passed away later. Yeah. So at the very least it's going to be like a manslaughter charge, Absolutely. you know, there's no way you get away with it today. They, they had him playing dumb on the court stand being like, well, I don't speak English, yeah. which, you know, like and we knew we did. he did, you know, he couldn't read or write. That was actually the truth, but, um, yeah. and Vince McMahon, the influence and bad police and it, Got him away with murder. I mean, yeah. almost literally. It was a sign of the times for sure. Something, yeah, that you, there's no way he gets away with that today. Um, I'll tell you, one of the ones that was more, one of the more boring ones, I think, was the assassination of Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo, yeah, that was another kind of. He like, bored me when I was a kid watching him anyway. It just like, felt like a mob documentary. Yep, yeah, exactly. That's what it was. I mean, they talked a little bit of his coming up in Montreal and he was a very big star. Yeah, but um, like that's really the only thing they had to do. With yeah, and I think I say his it. wrestling career itself just wasn't that. Interesting. It was more about his out outside dealing. And so now you got a guy who's not that interesting. That yeah, got caught up in the mafia and was murdered. Like exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't my most interesting one. David Schultz was a pretty cool one though. Yeah, this, this is probably up there in the top ones for me. Uh, this this is a very it's a very I don't even know how to describe it. It's a very not really a pivotal moment. It was. It was because it exposed. The business a lot. There, yeah, but uh, it was. I know. I guess it was a very pivotal. Well, it, it, the, another word. Of the the story of well, infamous maybe, but in the story of him slapping John Stossel in twenty twenty again was something that everybody knew. But they put you in the perspective of what wrestling was, how wrestling was portrayed then, 
because again, David Schultz was before our era, you yeah. know, and and you know why you never heard of him, even though he was a big star because in eighty four, eighty five. He was canceled. Yes, That's he was canceled. He was canceled. They didn't, you know, and you get to know the man, which he seems very content with his life and everything. Oh, yeah. Still looks kind of scary. Dude, he seems cool as hell. Like, yeah, he, he like he's older now, but like he's the, basically the same dude. He was a bounty hunter for a while. Yeah, like, so he was, but he basically said he was struck by Vince to not let him make the business look bad. He didn't. He slapped the shit out of the reporter for calling him fake twice. And I don't blame him. John Stossel to this day is a total dick. Oh, guy. and he he was a heel At of the, all the very heels. Last on... thing he sends is in the episodes like anything you'd like to say say to David Schultz to this day. He's like, yeah, fuck you. Or, what's his name? Uh, yeah, David Schultz. Like, yeah, fuck you, David. And that's how they end the fucking episode. Yeah, but he also like bragged about how much money he got out of the whole deal. Not only like that, that, but he talked about how he he played he it up. And, it. Yeah, he yeah. was like, yeah, I had pain until I got paid, and yeah. the pain slowly went away. Yeah, but, uh, he had no problem playing the villain in that episode. But it, no. you know, it makes you realize, yeah, David Schultz, yeah, got canceled and seemed like he had a promising career. He was feuding with Hulk. Hulk wanted to bring him in as one of his opponents. So he could have been one of the greats. Would have been a guy that she would have definitely known and taken away for that one infamous moment. No, no, that's that's a really good episode. It's a really good episode, and so was this one. This is labeled "Cocaine and Cowboy Boots: The Herb Abrams Story." They need to make this. A movie about this guy and have Charlie Day play him. Oh God, yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Uh, Herb Abrams is even me getting into the business. I didn't remember this happening when it happened. It kind of gets talked about as kind of laughed at, like like I remember you know this stuff. I'd never seen any of the footage until seeing this episode. But you you always heard that he was an eclectic guy. I never heard a damn thing. This is the first time I ever heard anything about this guy. Well, for me, this the name again. Not seeing the pictures or seeing the videos. Herb Abrams. It's like so. It's some older guy. No, he was yeah, a he younger was, lunatic. He was he was a, a con man. He was what Paul Heyman pretended to be for mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I and I'm not saying Paul Heyman was probably really that way, but he turned it up to eleven. This guy was that at 11 already and he turned it up to like 20. Oh god, he, yeah. he didn't turn it up. He just was there. He just was there. It's a fascinating story. I mean, as as Herb Abrams. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just this, who he was. A what he wanted to do. I mean, he was a fan that didn't have as much money as he said he did, but he did have some money and was didn't just have like skilled didn't, didn't have nothing it. was just like I'm going to make a wrestling promotion it's going to be huge and they mentioned they had the MGM Grand in Las Vegas and what was it like 200 people or something in the yeah. 20,000 seat arena like wild just a wild wild story wild dude yeah this one this one deserves a, a rewatch this is one that i think i I've might rewatch yeah time, i might rewatch it too but i remember quite a bit but you ter- you're constantly entertained like yeah. the whole time i mean yeah. constantly entertained it's 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 one of those things that you wouldn't believe it if somebody just told no. it no no it's a character that you can't write no and we got the last two and then uh we still got season three. Because one of the last two of this season was the last ride of the Road Warriors. I told you, I've, I actually tried to, I watched it and I fell asleep. So I tried to rewatch it and I fell asleep again. Yeah, this, I don't know when this originally aired, but it was at least like a year or two ago. Yeah. I, think. Um, I didn't watch it at all until a week ago. Yeah. And I mean, it was enjoyable, but it, it it's not that I didn't know anything that they told me in there. Because there's a lot of stuff I didn't know. Yeah. I just, I didn't really follow the Road Warriors. 
back in the day. I, I know everybody loves them. I'm not as big on them as, as a, you know, so seeing. But it's just before. I, I think if, they, if we grew up in that era, I'd understand it. I'd yeah. understand they were cooler than cool. And like, I mean, they looked like comic book heroes. I mean, come to life. I get yeah, it. And it was a good story. I mean, they're they're respectable dudes. Too. Yeah. Well, the animal also has passed away since yeah. that episode has aired. I'm not um, doubting any of their legend status. Whatsoever. No. And um, I actually did meet them once. Uh, the very first Canton Civic Center show we had. That okay. We actually went to lunch. And uh, just, yeah, I was 18, so I didn't know anything like I know now, but I still talked a little bit. And they were actually both very nice, very approachable. Uh, you could tell Mike Hawk was kind of that guy. Yeah. He was kind of like your buddy's dad that, you know, would For kick sure. your ass, but was a hell was of a, a good, good time dude. and wanted to smash some beers. And, you know, For sure. like he's probably a good dude to hang out with. Yeah. So that, but that one's one of my least favorites. And then, um, well, let's you start. What did you think of the Owen Hart episode? I feel like the Owen Hart episode should have been another two part. It's a good pause because they could have done his whole they career in one. Just in just a, a whole story of Owen Hart, and then talked like, about the Hart tragedy, and, and then, then made the second one all about the tragedy, and then how the family has coped. Which again, I um, I did. I actually only watched that recently. I didn't watch it when it first cut because I didn't really want to watch it. I that, that we know what ones. happened. Uh, yeah, but I was I was very eager to watch it. Like, okay. Especially when I heard that they were making an Owen Hart episode, I was like, which one is it? I was like, of course, it's the fucking last one. But this, I was there for this. Any of the ones yeah. that are about something, I, I mean, I watched that pay-per-view. Yeah. I was I saw it go down like everybody else did when they were watching. Uh, so this was very interesting. I think it's an interesting perspective, and neither one of us are wrong, of course, but you were like, no, I want to see more about this because I, I remember it. Yeah. I was I'm more interested in, like... I don't know what happened with David Schultz. I know that slap, but like, boy, his story yeah, was yeah. new, all new to me. Now, what I will say, so, and of course, this one definitely did not portray the WF in a positive light, and I don't think they deserve to be portrayed in a positive light. Yeah, this is light. one of those ones that it's If all that is WWE true, that they basically half-assed that clip and everything like that, which I'm assuming to be true, um, you know, no, it's awful, man. That's their, his blood's on their hands for that. Because that's, that's some bullshit. And I, they should have stopped the event people probably yeah. disagree with me on that but you you eat the cost for refunds man and if you're you know you're mad you're you're a fan you're mad we came out here we parked i mean you get them some complimentary tickets you do whatever you can but if you eat was, all the losses if it was any other situation yeah it's it would have been called off there would have been an investigation like the police would have been involved it's not and i don't know i mean uh, as as again as fans you're disappointed of course but like what you can't be mad you can't be mad if it's no if we go to a browns I, I game at the time i would have been like what the fuck you know what i mean it's a paper yeah i was a kid i wouldn't have said what the fuck is i was a kid my mom was very young but like <laughs> but uh i, I would have been like what the, I wouldn't have probably truly understand the severity of things you watch you watch the man now, fall out of the building yes in and that's the, it's it's unthinkable to think of anything like that ever happening in any sort of entertainment. Like, I mean, the, somebody somebody heard the trapeze artist gets hurt at the circus or shutting that shit down. Yeah. So you talk about like your major sporting events like that. Yeah, you know, maybe a football player take they do take devastating hits, you know, and there's been paralyzing, yeah. but, but they don't die. They didn't and they didn't fall out of the damn ceiling. It wasn't a complete accident that was like not you know what I mean? You expect people to get hurt in football. Right. Yeah. This this was like like a Let's say, you know, Britney Spears at a concert and she, well, I guess this is different because she's the star. Of the, that's what you're yeah. there to see. If she dies, you're obviously not going to remain there. To see right. The show. But like, let's say, okay, the Backstreet Boys put on a concert <laughs> and Howie dies. 
They're not going to finish the They're show. They're not going to just And you're going to be show. terribly disappointed because, you know, you were looking forward to it. You paid a lot of money, I'm sure. You'll get refunded and it's probably going to be a pain in the ass, but you can't be mad yeah. that they, you know. You're, you're, you'll have to understand. Yeah. And what I'm saying is it's, it's the way that it was so tragic. And in a NASCAR race, there's been wrecks and guys have died in the wrecks and, and they've the, actually finished the race. Yeah. But, but like Dale Earnhardt's, for example, because it didn't, you didn't know that he was dead. You didn't, it wasn't this barbaric wreck you know i mean wrecks are bad but he yeah. didn't fall out of the sky his you know car didn't flip and explode into a bajillion pieces no, and he no. knew he was dead like yeah you're right it i guess it's all circumstantial but this i don't know this is i guess it's whatever you think you know what i mean like there's really no good answer well but should i they or shouldn't they have it's all just your opinion Obviously, it's a pain in the family that they shouldn't have. And I did, they did touch really well and talk to his kids. And his kids turned out to be great human beings. And his. Did strike me odd, though, about it, Uh, especially with the family, like his immediate family, like his kids and his wife and shit. The night that happened, none of them were watching the paper. No. I think they said they got the call from. Like the kids were at like somebody's house. Yeah. And she got a call telling her what happened. And And she went there. And the kids, the only reason the kids knew something was up is because she went to this house the kids were at and she was crying. Yeah. And she didn't tell them until like uh, like a day or so later. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, no, why? It just, it's it's surprising to me that nobody was actually watching it. Like, did it? I mean, I'm sure he does it all the time. The, and, shit, like, and this is not other. If he was wrestling, you'd think the kids would want to watch. For, it. The kids were really young, and by all accounts, she had no interest in wrestling at all. Like, and he loved it because his family loved it, but he was doing it as a job. He was providing and saving. They talked about it in the yeah, episode, yeah. but she had really no interest in wrestling at all. Which yeah, is... but you think the kids would like? They they showed footage of like the kid holding the belt and explaining. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I just found that I, I would ex- at least expect like the son to want to watch. Possibly, dad. yeah. Especially if he's on the card, like he's probably not on every I, paper I card. Figured it'd be hard to imagine that they even had to pay for it. I'm sure they, you know, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, I mean, but it's it is interesting. You're right, but yeah, that's kind of out there. But I I loved the one hard episode. I thought it should have been a two parter yeah. for sure. Uh, especially if they're gonna make like Brian Pillman a two parter. Yeah, well, they got to focus on Which both. With I I think in hindsight they probably would have. Um, no, you're fine. They don't have fine. season three listed yet. Oh, okay. So okay. I have to go to the. You got it. Um, yeah, his career was plenty enough to cover. The tragedy's done. And then, the, I mean, all the kids and, you know, everybody's doing really well as well. No, so it doesn't list the names, though. It just says the episode. Okay. Well, we can. We talked. We touched on Brian Pillman already. Um, let's let's go ahead. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you punch that in. No, go ahead. Well, because the one you wanted to really talk about was one I'm really interested to talk about, and that's the Collision in Korea episode. Yeah. Because I, that's just fascinating, isn't it? Knowing I had no idea this even happened. Yeah, it so. happened. And it happened in '94, so it happened. Or it was '95, I think '95. So it happened like when we were very active fans. Um, yeah. Uh, Nick, it, it Nick Gage is next, but let's let's do Collision Korea because we're on it. I just wanted to see if it gave you a date. No, I can Google. I'm that almost too. positive it was '95. Yeah, that's probably right. It's uh, knowing what we know about North Korea and the and the sanctions and 1995, yeah, April 28th and 29th, 1995. It is actually the biggest wrestling event in history. Two nights, 
Yeah, I looked easily. this up the other night. Yep. 355,000 total. Day one was 165, and day two was 190. And then, and then you watch it and you realize that it wasn't that they were paying fans excited to see wrestling. No, <laughs> they were all forced. They to were be forced there. to be there. Did not give a single shit about anything. It's almost like they didn't even understand what they were watching until Antonio Inoki. Came. Inoki and Flair, yeah, which is fascinating. They didn't yeah. know. I mean, they didn't know because in North, not like you. It, we know what North Korea is. You, you, whatever TV stations you got as a normal citizen is just going to be North Korean propaganda stations. They don't, they don't. If even if it was available, they're not getting channels with professional wrestling yeah, they, on there. They're, they're not getting entertainment that yep. isn't provided by the North Korean government. They're they're pretty much just watching constant propaganda. News is pretty much the only thing they can watch, and it's all propaganda. Yeah. Yeah, North Korean news, I'm telling you what you want to know. But they did. They all got forced into the giant stadium in Pyongyang. And uh but they, you know, when they said when that crowd did come alive, it was robots coming alive. And like it was an amazing Scott Norton talked about how it was an amazing feeling once they actually did get into it. Yeah. Rick Rick Flair versus Antonio Inoki. They loved watching Rick Flair get his ass beat. Yeah. And one of the best parts of the episode, too, is when Ric Flair, I think they flew to Canada right after that. <laughs> he, he got up. out. He was on like a $5,000. I thought it said Japan, got, but yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Got down on the ground in a $5,000 suit or 6000 whatever it was, and kissed the fucking ground. Kissed the fucking ground, being <laughs> glad to be home. What a Ric Flair move. Um, we, we, we don't need to talk about the whole thing, but again. No, watch it. It's extremely. Watch it. It's just the story of the culture more so than the pro wrestling. I mean, they, they have the stories of Hulk and Scorpio getting into a fight that Scorpio tells. They have um, Eric Bischoff's perspective on it. It's really Eric interesting. Bischoff going for a jog. And they're looking at it like a. Noticed. Yeah. He's a crazy story. Yeah. Everybody looked at him like he was a monster. Godzilla yeah. Yeah. But. And, and and there is a, an accompanying piece of uh, Eric Bischoff's podcast, 83 Weeks, has probably about a full two-hour episode from Eric's and getting putting it together and then his perspective of being there. So I'm definitely have to listen. To yeah, it's great. Um, so we'll go back one. And what did, did you watch uh, the episode about Nick fucking Gage? I did. That was that was one that I actually found pretty interesting, too. And then all of a sudden, see, that helped him, too, because now he's popped up in AEW. He's popped up in AEW. And they the, actually lost uh, the sponsorship. Right the Domino's, Domino's thing? Because of the pizza cutter. As they should. It's bad. Uh, it, it was bad timing on their part because they were literally running a Domino's. Well, you take the chance of offending. You're going to have a, a death match that sort of graphic with, violence with to that it. guy? You're going to run the chance of pissing some sponsors off because these are corporate sponsors. They don't sponsor AEW. They sponsor Turner. You yeah. know what I mean? They're buying the TNT yeah, yeah, yeah. time slot. So TNT is now losing money on this. And they go, for what? What the fuck did you do? Yeah. How do you feel? Now, listen, I Nick Gage, um, I never actually have met him, but I've known plenty that have. And he's actually a pretty easygoing guy. And... I think he actually has a ton of charisma. I, I mean, real life charisma. Okay. But what do you think about his persona in deathmatch wrestling as a whole? I mean, I, I think I don't have a problem with deathmatch wrestling as long as you guys are looking out for each other. You know what I mean? Like you're not a crazy person. And like, it seems like sometimes, I mean, well, they the, get a little crazy. Like shit's going to happen. Arquette the David thing. Arquette thing seemed a little crazy when they get the light tube and his armpit nearly died. Like, yeah. well, that shit can happen. That wasn't but, like I mean, the guy did that to him, but no, that, and it was kind of an accident, the David Arquette thing. But, uh, 
I think if you're going to go into a death match, you need to understand what you're getting yourself into. So yeah. Unless, unless you're just a dummy, you should expect shit like this to yeah. happen. So I, I mean, I have mad respect for people who do it. I wouldn't want to do a death. No, match. it's that's wild. And I mean, I got some friends that transitioned really into doing it because there is definitely a niche for it and it's not even really my thing i can get down with it like i remember i know toby klein and necro butcher yeah long saga with that and necro butcher was even in the movie the wrestler yeah it was and so i mean it has its place in wrestling for sure there's it's not going away even with the movie the wrestler i think it was the show it's smaller it's niche i think AEW had a misstep Doing that match, I don't. I think you probably turn more people off than you would get people interested in seeing it. And I think it hurt hurt their brand. Yeah, they're, they're trying to look like a major league player, and yeah. that doesn't look like major league player. No, you know, even with stuff. Chris Jericho in it, you know, but it is. And like, I can understand maybe doing that on a pay per view, right? Now, I also yeah, right. A pay per view would be completely different. Then you get your niche to be like, man, I don't know if I was going to pay, but I really want to see that. Yeah, like, oh, I can't believe they're going to do I, that. that. That would that would make way more sense. I do think that, like, I I love a good. I, I think WWE is too soft. I like a good blood feud when you got a match that require that. Yeah. Do you guys want to beat the shit out of each other and can't stand it no more? You know, in a steel cage or with weapons or whatever. I'm fine. I I like it. I want to feel it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Violence for the sake of violence. No, it's not my favorite kind of wrestling. I do. It's watching a good car crash. I mean, it's it's what it is. It's not that it's not entertaining. No, that I got. I have a similar way of looking at it. like the the way I see it is wrestling with with color. Yeah, you know what I mean. Cutting yourself and shit like that. Normal wrestling matches like that are like an action movie. Yeah. The the death match are a horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a vulgar, gory horror movie. As you're you're to seeing, a well done you're seeing the same thing, but movie. yeah, but it means differently. The action movie is yeah. your two different genres. You're cheering. You want to, you want to cheer for this. You want to get behind them. The horror movie is the violence for the sake of violence. Yeah. And, and there's a lot. So, I mean, that's broad, but you know, yeah. yeah. Fucking Tarantino versus the, you know, uh, whatever that Asian dude is, Justin Lin or whatever, who, whatever name, Justin something that makes salt. Okay. Two different directors yeah. make this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that, makes a lot of sense. It, yeah. But with Nick Gage as a whole, like you see, he has a real charisma about him, which makes you almost wonder, like, you know, could he do something? If he didn't do the death match, could he be a player? And uh, be interesting to see. We yeah. uh yeah. what do we got left here? We got the Becoming Warrior. We did collision and career. We briefly we threw Brian Pillman in there. Yeah. Becoming Warrior was a I mean talking to his first wife and kind of seeing who he was before he got the success that he had was interesting. Interesting yeah. take on the, on the man. It's, it's not so much. I mean, warrior has legendary status because of his time and place. And he, yeah, he wasn't a great worker in the ring. He wasn't right. in the ring, but he, he had his moment in time and everybody knows the ultimate warrior. Yeah. Which is why I think that was a cool episode. And as they describe it as becoming warrior, it was more of him coming up and who the real man was, before the success, before because then a lot of people either seen or have heard the clips of you know the the homophobic stuff he would say and the racist stuff he said in yeah, later life, yeah. and you can't you can't ignore it because no, because by all I mean I guess most accounts said he really did ease up and become a better person at the end of his life, which hope for his sake that's true. I mean I really yeah. do. And who who hasn't said shit they regretted? So you know. 
it wasn't a, it wasn't a whole hatchet job on him, which I was glad. No, no, no. it was more of a, a story of a guy who who just wanted to be successful, wanted his place in history. Yeah, and I, I feel like he achieved it. He just he's got a lot of infamy and, and notoriety. Yeah, along the way, but I think he did achieve it. It was an interesting episode. Um, it was sad too. I think so too. Kind of a happy ending in a way. He got to get the closure before he passed very like untimely, you know, yeah. Right before. Yeah. Which is wild. His speech, his speech on Raw, which I remember watching when it happened, but like that speech when like just it, you, it's like it's like watching Kurt Cobain play the last song on the Unplugged. Unplugged. Was him saying saying goodbye. Goodbye. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could see it in his you could hear it in his voice. You could you can see it in his eyes and his face. Same thing with Warrior. Yeah. Yeah, it's very... It's like he knew. A little haunting. It's, it's like, he, it's what he needed in order to just go. It's a it's a good episode, though. And like I said, I'm glad it wasn't a complete hatchet job, because that's an easy one. It, it's an easy one to do. He's a pain in the ass. He was an asshole. He said some pretty yeah. nasty shit, but that's part of it. And they talked about it, but they, they talked about him and his, de- you know, his quest for success, and, and it wrapped up pretty nicely. So, Absolutely. man, the, the toughest one... <laughs> this season at least was definitely in the shadow of Grizzly Smith. Did you get a chance to check that one yet? Actually, I can't quite remember. It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, loved it. I love Jake the Snake. This was a good... Um, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy story. It's a but, terrible story, isn't it? I mean, it's, it, you know. it's, it was an interesting episode. I like Jake the Snake. Yeah. I know he had a rough life. And, and he's, in a lot of it was self-inflicted, but then, I mean... We, you know, we, and we talked about too with, with David Benoit and just, you know, how we say, well, with all the stuff that happened to you, if you didn't turn out okay, it would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, and for Jake the Snake, who had a lot of downs in in his career, but he's still kicking and doing well today. And he's probably, he's, he's in a really good mindset. He's doing, yeah. Is a success story. His brother Sam Houston. You probably weren't familiar with him as an in-ring wrestler. Uh, no. Again, I watched some of him in the late '80s in Crockett, NWA, and then he was basically a job guy with a gimmick in the WWF, like in '90, 90, '91. He was around for a while, okay. but they, yeah, them being brothers, and he was a very good wrestler. Yeah, but he's kind of the forgotten one where they talk about. I mean, what? How many DUIs? I said like eighteen or something a like lot. that, and got out of more. You know it. It's it's wild and you do it. It's they told some really tough stories when you talk about Rock and Robin and it's his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's some tough stories. It's a tough watch. Like it's tougher than most. No, for sure. It was about like watching because uh, some of this, a good portion of the stuff I knew from um, the resurrection of Jake Snake. Yes, great. Yes, it was. Um, they didn't go into as granular detail. No, but this, this was a good version of it well and grizzly smith wasn't a wrestler while we were around but i've always heard he was like the booker for mid-south and he was fairly well regarded amongst the boys they said like the boys kind of made the jokes about the you know a different time man it's a different time yeah but he still gets kind of fairly well regarded as well he was a good booker you know and he was a you know, mountain of a man he had this character that one was a hatchet job on him and that one was rightfully so because what a piece of shit. I on, mean, just on Grizzly Smith. Smith. Himself, yeah. yeah. There's no reason why anybody should, if that, all the, you know, the stories being true, no, for, for sure. there's no reason why he should be revered at all. No. And that, if that name comes up, that, that should be what you know about him. And with Jake the Snake being in there too, I mean, I'm sure he gave it the okay to just fucking 
trash the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean. It, and rightfully so. Moolah was kind of the same deal. Now, what's, what was interesting, though, was the fourth sibling that wasn't a wrestler that had an okay relationship with his dad, but yeah. it's strangely enough. Yeah, that was a weird, I, I forgot all about that. that yeah. Was a weird, like, twist, I yeah. guess. It, it was. And that, again, it was the only one that didn't have a terrible relationship with his dad but um you know it's a tough watch but it's a it's a very good watch i'd recommend that one <sighs> yeah before before we get up jake snake i didn't even think about this in the last episode i should have brought it up have you have you seen that shia labeouf movie uh what a f- fucking fantastic movie he's in it Foley's that in it. is a yeah. great movie yo it's a great movie one of the best one of them, I don't watch too many movies you know full disclosure but it's one of my favorite movies I've wow. definitely watched in the last few years I've period. watched it twice just since it came out and like the second time I was like fuck dude I, I don't know how but I forgot how the, great the, the character Zach is just so so great man yeah, so dude. lovable that, uh, yeah. and Shia LaBeouf is fantastic in it yeah. was it Dakota Johnson oh every time I watch that movie yeah. I'm in love with just, just, just such a sweetheart of a character even Jake at the end being the heel that he was. Eh, he's supposed to be a villain and you're kind of... Yeah. He he killed it in that movie. He did a great job. No, very, very good. Uh, the but last yeah. the last one that's aired and we and I'm pretty excited to talk about... Probably want to move it along, but I'm pretty talk, excited to yeah. talk about what's coming up next. Um, fairly decent on time. Yeah, so the Dynamite Kid, um, I read his... I read a book about him. I knew the name. I've seen him before. Didn't really know shit about it. Yeah. So this was this was interesting to watch. It was another it was basically Brian Pillman part two, part three. You know, it, I mean? you know his is less tragedy and more he kind of did it to himself and he's kind of a fucking asshole. Yeah, he was just a shitty dad. Um but you know, they did get to talk about his influence on wrestling as you know it. And again, if you didn't know anything, you probably learned a lot. No, for sure. He was like an OG high flyer. Yeah. He was the X Pac before X Pac. He was uh, OG Benoit too. Benoit was always yeah, was inspired, like, always inspired like by Dynamite Kid. Benoit and X Pac had a baby or something. There you go. Um, yeah, man. And I, I did. I knew the that one, two, he three Crippler. This is your new gimmick. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, there's always known that he wasn't a great guy, and they had the story with the Rougeos, which I think is pretty common that most people knew. Yeah. But um, you know, I don't know that one. Cause it doesn't really feel like there's a happy ending to it. The one daughter did go to visit him. Um, yeah, that's that's another thing that that I, I question too is that the one daughter didn't go to visit him and talked how how she never knew him. She chose just, that, yeah, and why she chose it, and she felt that was good. Yeah, you know what I mean. But then right before the episode ends, she says, "Uh, there's nothing I want more than to be able to lay next to my dad and cuddle him again." I'm like, "Well, what the motherfucker did you just go see him?" You could have, you had the opportunity to do that. <laughs> Ten minutes ago in this episode, you said that you were glad you didn't do it or that you didn't do it. Like, why didn't you just do it? Yeah, it, you know, it, you, you got to imagine the stuff of those two girls growing up with their dad. And, yeah, the sure time, and then they said that involved. they didn't know any of the stories until she was on, was 2020 or what had, one of the shows. Yeah. And they yeah. learned all about it at the time. So I get, I'm an asshole judging. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm saying, but it just struck me as odd. Well, man, we went through. All of them, and again, because he brief synopsis. We're big fans, and it's uh, yeah. a lot of these. A lot of these you could enjoy without knowing anything about wrestling. So for sure, we got um, the second half of season three coming up. Which though. I didn't realize was happening until like a few weeks ago, anyway. But yeah, yeah. season three 
part two airs in September 2021. There's no official date yet, but they're saying September. So go read them, read them off, and we'll talk. These are the upcoming episodes. The first one uh, I can tell you, you're probably not going to a lot know these, who this is. A lot of these I'm not really going to know. Okay. Um, and some of these are pretty vague, too, but some of them you're pretty sure. I'm going to fill you in and on I don't some, know if so these yeah. are the order in which they're coming okay. out, but it probably is. Read them off the order you got them anyway. But uh, Johnny K9, a.k.a. Bruiser Bedlam. All right. I can give you the brief on this. Um, he's, a, he's a very bad person. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he doesn't have a ton of success. He was successful for Smoky Mountain. Jim Cornette used him. He was like an yeah, enhancement he guy. He'll be, He'll be in there for sure. He's an enhancement guy, but he's a big guy, well-built guy. And Corner used him pretty well in Smoky Mountain, and uh, yeah, he was uh, he's involved in some violent crimes that we'll find out about. Oh, all right, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. This one, I'm I know what this one's about. Yeah. I know a little bit of the story, but it's going to be cool to probably get yeah a real real side of it. But yes. the steroid trials because mostly what we've heard, which I'm a big uh, something to wrestle with fan with Bruce Pritchard, but I mean we heard with Jim Ross talking about it on his perspective, who's not in a position where he has to kiss Vince's ass. But we've hear from the WWE perspective, but most people's perspective is that it was a lot of bullshit. I mean, yeah. it really, really was like very, not very often where Vince is going to be the baby face in a, in a story, but to most accounts, it kind of was like, this was bullshit. This was the government coming after him without, without any real right evidence or issue. No. Because, um, yeah, they were, I'm sure they were using, steroids of course points. they were and vince was but, probably fine with them using stairs but i don't think they ever had anything where he actually distributed them there no, was the doctors the horian out of hershey pa that was conspiracy or anything behind it i don't think so either but it will be that being said it'll be interesting uh to see how these guys show it and what other you know other talking heads know about the situation i mean cornet never kisses Vince's ass and he's said he was there he said it's bullshit Ooh. no I, I like i like cornet a lot of people hate on cornet but i like him because he he's honest as hell he tells it that's the way he sees it and he's unapologetic about it kind of a dick but i mean like that's just but he's authentic yeah he's real he can't argue you can't hate on no that. Um, man, so we got Chris Canyon. Chris Canyon would be the next one. That's gonna be interesting. Don't really know much about Canyon. Was uh, you know, in WCW at the the, end of heyday, you know, through the big time, he was the Mortis character, and um, but he had a pretty good run with WCW, and he is very, very, very like influential for like guys like innovating offense and stuff like that. Like, and and a guy who I think was one who basically worked with David Arquette on the set of the movie, so he was very trusted. And then, uh, if I saw him, I might remember when he passed, you know, he was gay. And back then, especially, it wasn't, Uh, it wasn't like you could just go out there and be out with it. I think most of his colleagues knew, but still couldn't be out with it. And I know that helped lead to part of, you know, leading to his depression and eventual suicide. So I think having people who knew him and knew him well will be very interested to, you know, to hear from him. No, that's interesting. That, that all rings a bell. All right, these these next two are just letters. Yeah. And so I'm guessing they are wrestling promotions. They are. But the next one is FMW. And what later is XPW. And it's interesting. I almost think now they were completely, two completely different organizations, but you'd figure I could almost see them doing just like a dual episode on both of them. FMW, I don't know much about except for that was the um, hardcore, the deathmatch promotion in Japan. Okay. Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka came from there. FMW is the one, like, I don't, you know, if you think about the 
one with C4 explosives and barbed wire and stuff like that. That's FMW. Oh, okay, so the stuff where you're seeing the yeah, the Japanese death death match, and then XPW is going to be an interesting, very okay. See, interesting. That's next, but I I kind of hope these aren't back to back. No, I think you can split them up because XPW was also a hardcore promotion. They built themselves up to be the rival of ECW. I bet you this this will probably be a part one and two. This will probably be like... I think so, because they were around around the same time. And like they, both, they might have like a, a main yeah. title and then like a subtitle or something. But XPW was uh, created by a porn producer. I think his name was Rob Black. Okay. And he's a very controversial dude too. Not a good guy. Um, and then there is a story where they were in LA for a show in 2000 and there was basically a brawl between they had their guys tried to take over the show and these W guys came out and kicked the shit out of them. Like, oh, wow. so yeah, it's a thing. Cool. Yeah. So that would be an interesting one. I don't know a lot about E and know more about XPW than FMW, but there's definitely a dark side to XPW. And so okay. FMW, I'll watch this, whatever they talk about that and be interested to well, learn. Cool. The, the less we know, probably the better the show will be. Exactly. Um, the next one is a name I've always had a problem saying the last name of, but I know who she is. Luna. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna murder this, but Vachon. He nailed it. Hundred percent. Vachon. Okay. When I was a French, kid, for some reason, uh, I would say No, her dad was the butcher Vachon, and her uncle was Mad Dog Vachon. First time I ever saw French Canadian family. So you got that right, Vachon. I I don't ever remember this lady in my life into a point up until when I was a kid, and I had the Sega Genesis game. Yeah, you can play. Yeah, you can play her. She was on. Yeah, yeah. She managed Bam Bam. Uh, she originally was with like Sean for a minute. She was a who? With Sean Michaels. Uh, when Sherry yeah. was a babyface, yeah, he for was, she was going to come back. Today, I would always like team her up with uh, Undertaker. <laughs> they just looked similar to me. Um, Luna's, I'm sure, going to have a story. There's uh, a lot of people who said that she was actually a very sweet person, but had a lot of demons. And yeah, so um, I'm looking forward to that one. I really am. I, I would I would like that we mentioned, I'd love to see one on Sherry as well, because I think Sherry was Absolutely. just I, an incredible character. She was beautiful, too. It really was. I thought she was. They made her up to be scary and ugly, but yeah, yeah. she was like the Elvira of wrestling almost. Yeah, but those early '90s runs, she was beautiful. Yeah, Um, yeah, and hit the last one. Last one, I'm, I'm definitely excited to hear about it. It is the plane ride from hell. I'm sure everybody knows some version of this. Yeah, and that's the thing we've heard. I think other people have told their stories on it, but to get a compilation of all the stories and. This this is a story for Dark Side of the Ring. I'm looking forward to it. And I, I do not want to see. If that I'm not mistaken, it was on their way back from the European tour, like and they that. said there's European tours, and you can just imagine, you're not only away from home, but you're constantly on the road with the same crew, time and time. You're a little bit jet lagged. It's a busy, busy tour. I'm pretty sure a good portion of them were drunk from the flight. The yeah, flight. and then so that you get to this flight where. Yeah, everybody's just finally letting loose, drinking, but maybe yeah. also pent up frustrations. Chock and... full of personalities. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I can uh, imagine that 98% of wrestlers everywhere, when they get drunk, they are, they are in character half the time. <laughs> well, spo- just brief spoiler alert without going into too much detail. If you don't know about it and you watch this episode, be ready for a live wrestling match on the plane that actually crashed into the emergency door. Be ready for uh, lots of drunken uh, debauchery, haircuts. Um, get ready for naked Ric Flair. It's going to be fucking... Yeah, you're going to get some yeah, stories. I can't wait. I, of course, I bet you 
50 bucks this is the last episode of the season i think so i think it's one people will be really looking forward the, to the, the most yeah this one the one that we know the most about which that's how usually how they end it you know with but, a known heart and yeah so uh, but again this is also this is the one we think we know the most about yep we'll probably find out things we didn't know and we'll probably find out things that we thought we knew weren't true at all yep we're gonna learn some more um to wrap it all up i i like what you got wrote down over here man i think uh what what would be some stories that we would want to see? We we covered what they've done. We know what we got coming up, and uh, yeah, the plane ride from Halifax. And what we just mentioned though, Sherry, I think would be a really cool Sherry story because she had a you know pretty untimely death, and I heard things weren't so great for her at the end. China, I thought China was coming. I I thought it would be in this season, but uh, yeah, but you're right. I mean, it's absolutely. That's somebody who was a rocket ship to stardom. Huge. Um, and, and, and it crashed really hard and really fast. And she, I mean, she was a revolutionary. She she basically put legit female wrestling on the map. Well, she did, well, but then... for our era. For that time, but then even right before her, I, you know, Sonny would probably be but I mean, a hell of a piece. But I mean, she was the first well, woman that could genuinely contend with a man. Yeah, they portray, portrayed she her in a completely different light. Title. She put... Like her and Jericho pushed each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. She had quite the climb. It's really worth talking about. And then you know, between the Hunter and Stephanie thing, and between her getting in her own way, um, I heard like she got released because she was asking for the money that Stone Cold Steve Austin was making, yeah. and they said, "Well, that's not going to happen." And she obviously never really bounced back. No, uh, she 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 sobered up there for a little while. I remember, but uh, I mean, I I don't know details or anything. I guess I shouldn't speculate about it. But I'll tell you what, say what you will about China, a lot of people never really found her attractive. But there was, when she was doing the Latino the Heat, Latino heat thing, she's she looking pretty doggone good. <laughs> I would have married China in, those, in that like two year period. That 2000, 2001 era there, yeah. Man, China looked great right around then. And it, that's what's wild. That, that was it for her, though. That was the year 2001 Latino Heat. Yeah, that, that was the end of it. She was gone and... She started... The drugs came in hard. The porn started happening. Yeah, never... It was just a bummer because, I mean, mad, I got mad respect for China. So, yeah, that, I think there's a lot of really good to tell about her. And then there's obviously the bad. And that's why it would be on this, this show. I can't... I mean, I'm trying to think of some other things, I mean... That, I, that I'd like to see. Well, Sunny. That's what I was going to say. Sunny was... Yeah. Uh, and she's still gone. Um, so she'd She's probably be willing to go back into porn. She said she, yeah. So she'd probably be willing to participate. They paid her, you I, know, I she's gotten in a little better shape. Well, I mean, you heard, but I got to tell you what I was disappointed. Not only that, <laughs> I remember, uh, Conrad talking about how she farted. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her story about w- with Shawn Michaels to hear it from her, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of meat on that bone. Shawn Michaels would probably be a good episode. He had some dark. He has some really dark moments, and his his would be a very, I mean, the real real life would be a very positive ending. So, and I think he's been pretty honest about how bad of a dick he was. So, like, I think the story's been told. Maybe it can get a little darker. He's even admitted to uh, being in on the Montreal screw job at this. Yeah, so you know, I think definitely an honest. He's owned up to all of his shit. That maybe you'd just be retreading it. It'd be hard to imagine there's more to know about Sean. Yeah, but the only thing I know about. The only information I have is what WWE really told me. Yeah. About it. You know what I mean? He could pull it like, but I don't think he'd do it. No. They couldn't do it without him. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and then, I mean, they could, but then they just let the narrative be their own. Yeah, he wouldn't be allowed to do it. Or good one would be um, Scott Hall and the drinking and the. Yeah, I think yeah, Scott Hall has his own very big story to tell. And then now the WWE did a documentary on him as well. Yeah. So again, so maybe now Hall movie. also contributed on these projects. So to hear what other people had to deal with with Hall, like Jericho's never been fond of talking about Hall. Like he said, like I'm glad he's doing well, but he was a dick, you yeah, know. So, so it'd be interesting to hear what Jay or Jericho has to say about. I'll it. try to think of one more. Let me try to think of uh, something classic. If you got something else, go ahead. I'm trying to think of no. something a little more, a little more classic that I think kind of gets skimmed over. Yeah. Um, no, it'd be interesting. I try to think of some darker stories that happen that you know, because the things. If something happens now or even in the last 10 years, it gets covered so much with social media. You're, you're going to know so much about it. You know John Stossel getting slapped in 1985. Yeah. It's like we knew it happened, but you don't know anything about it you because yeah. not everything's been meticulously broke down until now. Yeah, I didn't which know I, how, how much it would affect him. It was, it was totally like a cancel culture moment for sure. Yeah. He got canceled. Yeah, it would it would be interesting. Uh, try to think of some older stories that you could really bring to light. Yeah, me too, man. Like. From what I know, they they pretty much anyone we haven't said, they've already covered. Yeah, but I'm sure there's ones we're not remembering. Anybody, any like, feel free to give us suggestions and your th- thoughts on the show and what you'd like to. See. I will tell you another old school one. If you remember the Gina Hernandez episode, they thought his partner was Chris Adams, okay. and Chris Adams trained Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, but Stone Cold actually took his wife from him. Chris Adams, by all accounts, was very very popular babyface. And it was almost Jekyll and Hyde if he was drinking and on drugs. Like, ter- okay. he's a British guy, and he was terribly, very nice, very charming. Everybody liked him, yeah. but he could get wild and out of control when, uh, when he got on something. And he died very young as well. So okay. yeah. I think that could be an interesting one. I believe that. No, I mean, I'll probably think of like 14 tonight when I'm editing this. And when we're not talking in the microphones, yeah. But uh, – yeah, maybe that'll be maybe that'll be a, a segment in a future episode. Like, here's some additions to this. Well, we'll probably something come up as we're talking and be like, that could be a good dark side of the ring, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that that can wrap us up, man. We've done a lot of footage. We we've shot a lot today, and yeah, we we're productive. We really were, and uh, sum it all up: dark side of the ring. Really, really cool watch. Uh, from again, for me, it's available on Hulu. Um, I don't know if they have the third season up there yet. I no, think I watched that. Yeah, why we had to go to that's this. right. So. Um, first two seasons are all available. Pick and choose, or just take time to watch. You can watch a couple; they're pretty easy to sit I, through. They go quick. All of them are enjoyable, but not all of them have rewatchable value. I would say. Yeah, but you certainly, if you know about these stories, you'll learn more. If you know about these stories and you're listening to us, you probably watch them. But if you know about these stories, you'll probably find them interesting. But if you don't, if you're just friends of ours and you're helping us out, you're like, I didn't know anybody any of this well follow along and check out some of the ones we definitely suggested and i think uh i mean it tells it's it's going to tell you the truth about pro wrestling it's not all pretty yeah but but it is and a lot of these stories they do they talk about the the good that they did and the influences that they had and the positive positivity so it's not all very hatchet job pieces you know no no there it's it's genuine journalism like apparently journalism isn't dead because it seems (laughs) Genuine and the best example I can think of honest. these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love the show. Definitely check it out. Um, 
Ready to wrap this up, kid? Yeah, you I don't want to throw anything else. Uh, well, out there, if, if you, uh, hey man, keep uh, following uh, the Stranglehold page, September twenty fifth. Uh, by the time I would almost guarantee by the time this one's released, the front row tickets are gone. Yeah, we're down to seven less as we're as we're filming. By the time this one gets dropped, they're probably gone. But we'll have second row general admission. Um, get a hold of me. Just DM me, uh, and uh, you know. I'll have uh, all the regular tickets available shortly. Work something out. You know, I had somebody talk to me and said like, well, we really want to go, but I got two kids that are the four and two. If you're going to pay for four tickets, I'll make sure you guys are okay for your, your two year old. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. It, it will we'll work stuff out. So um, really appreciate all the interest we're getting on it. Uh, as we talked about earlier, man, this uh, means the world to me getting this show going and having a great show. So I'm excited. Stay tuned on that. Stay tuned with us. Yeah. Also, if, if you get, like I started or kind of said earlier, I guess, um, anything you guys want us to talk about, any suggestions for things to do or whatnot, ideas for other videos or whatnot, feel free to hit me or Jared. Drop it. If we can't get a full episode out of it, then it'll be like, hey, you we'll know, just, you this was requested for us to talk about. We'll get yeah. If we get 20, 25 minutes out of it, we can plug it in to another episode. Exactly. No problem. Yeah. I'd like to just throw other little bits of uh, content out there if I can't do. So little stuff like that would be helpful. But any yeah. any any suggestions, feedback, you just want to say, hey, you love the show, that's cool too. That always makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and while you're at that, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. T-shirts are available at Ohio Wrestle cast.com the, the like dot, no i'll wrestlecast.creator-spring.com weird so just go to our facebook page there's a link on there. the like share and subscribe helps so much if you know even if really you're just doing as even if you don't listen i mean i hope you do but even if you don't the likes and shares subscribes get it gets it out there to everybody else more, I, so. I have been seeing lately too and reading lately that ratings on like the podcast uh providers like itunes stitcher stuff like that even on facebook and the social media stuff so if there's a rating system on there doing that really hit helps us with too. the five stars yeah hit, hit us with five star tell them you want to give us six it puts us further in the algorithm and it promotes us a lot more so it helps it gets us a bigger audience bigger audience we have the better shows we can do pretty much so, that's it man with that being said uh well you say with that being said yeah well, well with that said i'm hungry i want to go to the t-bird to get a burger that's that's not the sign off that's not the sign off let's try it let's try it again all right <laughs> and with that said i'm hungry bye internet